You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back. Episode 108 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, this is the draft review episode. The Vikings had the draft on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday. It was a great weekend of the draft. Killed it. Slick Rick did it again. I couldn't have asked for anything better in the first round, but we'll get to that right now. Yeah, let's start uh, the first round. Uh, pick 14 comes up. Who do you... Who? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll okay, get right okay, there. Okay, okay. Justin Fields is sliding down the board. Okay, but I want to start with Fields, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is sliding down the board. I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought at this point we thought he was going to be you know, in that area. Yep. He got past Denver and he got past Carolina. Yep. I mean, once the Niners took Trey Lance, he was kind of bound to slide. Yeah, a little I, bit. I thought maybe Carolina or Denver would swoop him up, but definitely when they got when he got past there, it was like, oh boy. Yeah, now you're sitting where it's, someone's got to trade up because it's. I mean, it was it Cowboys, uh, Eagles, Giant and Giants, Giants, and then Chargers. Chargers us. Um, interesting that like in the end, the Panthers ended up trading for Darnold instead of just taking Fields. I yeah. mean, in hindsight, I'm not sure they'd do that again, but maybe they. They looked at it and they thought Darnold was a better prospect. Yeah, maybe they put a 23-year-old Darnold up in that draft board mm-hmm. and go, all right, well, we've seen NFL tape on him. Like, can we fix this? It does seem that Fields had a wildly, like, you either loved him and are like, why is he not going top two? Or you were kind of like lukewarm on him. Because even the Broncos deciding that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke is enough to just take Patrick Sertain instead yeah, of Fields. Like, like, if you think he's a top two, like, up there with Lawrence guy... You don't just stick with Locke and Teddy. Yeah, and it, and it was really weird because Justin Fields, like, throughout the whole time, you know, he was the second-best quarterback prospect, you know, behind Lawrence coming out together. Mm-hmm. And then, for the most part, throughout the year until, like, I think bowl like, season. Yeah, I mean, at some point, Wilson kind of got up there with him. And then, I mean, I mean, Trey Lance played one game. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Did people start looking more into fields and they didn't like some of the stuff? I know the epilepsy thing came up late. But yeah, it sounded like uh, the Vikings themselves were a little – it turned off like a lot of their draft room. It seemed like they were kind of split at that point. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like you were getting to, he falls to – 11. Because they get to 10 and the Cowboys trade out with, with the Giants. No, with the uh, Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, Eagles traded out for Smith. They traded out because they clearly wanted a corner and they both were gone. Yep. And then the next pick is the Giants – and they got like the going back to the Eagle Cowboy trade, like that was like for what, like a third pick? A third round. Yeah. So yep. clearly it's one of those like we know you're not taking a quarterback, so you don't have to pay as much. Because then the Bears trade up and they give up a future first. Take Justin Fields. Yep. Which sucks. Uh yeah, I would have just preferred they get some random dude at pick twenty. You know, like yep. it could not work out, it might work out. It's kind of funny to look back though and think of like the Trubisky screw up. Had they just taken Mahomes or Watson, well, maybe not Watson now, but now they had to pay two firsts to go get another shot at a guy. Yeah, and didn't they give up like a first or something to... They gave up picks to go up. I don't know if it was an extra first, but because yeah. they only had to go up like one spot. I yeah. Think. But they gave up multiple picks to go up for Trubisky. He sucks. Now they gave up multiple picks to go up for Fields. And so do you think like Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace will at least be around because he drafted Justin Fields? Like whether the Bears suck, they might fire Matt Nagy. But do you think that guy... Honestly, I feel like it's kind of a weird situation because... Fields is probably better than Dalton day one. So it could be an upgrade at the most important position. Like, it's yeah. almost still a win-now move. True. I think they still need to do good. If they do terrible, I bet she fires when yeah. the next guy gets to use Fields. But, uh, but there was a report that we 
had interest in him. Yep. I think Courtney Cronin was saying that you know a lot of people in our draft room we tried to move up, weren't willing to give up what the Bears were willing to give up. Obviously, it would have been funny if we kind of tricked them and we we're like, yeah, we're moving up for Slater. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, just third round pick. And then I take Justin Fields. Yeah. Pull the strings on him. Uh, but so, yeah, what? Bears got Fields. Then it was Cowboys took Parsons. Slater falls to the Chargers. And now it's kind of, okay. It's yeah. kind of all the all the like blue chip guys that you would like, kind of didn't think were going to be there ended up all getting taken. So it's Darasaw. It's Vajvera Tucker. Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, kind of all the guys we talked about. Well, and then and then you see the trade ticker come across. And it's like, oh, Slick Rick at it again. Well, and it made sense because, like, you know, you wanted Darasaw right there, pick 14. Like, if we were going to pick a guy, Darasaw. Yep. Me and Rennie both wanted Vera Tucker, but our other choice would have been Darasaw. So, like, trade back. Trades back, what, to nine spots? Nine which spots, was yeah. a lot further back than I kind of wanted. But you see, like, what you recouped in that. You got two-thirds. You swapped them the fourth for a third, basically. Yeah. Um, you move back. They take Barrett Tucker. And that, Immediately, that, yeah. That was strange to me. I thought they were going to go up get, like, an edge rusher or something like that. Or maybe a linebacker they really like. But they went Barrett Tucker. So they went one of the guys. And then I was like, all right. So we're probably going to end up with, like, Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips. Maybe Darius will be there. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of thinking... Eh, we're probably going to end up with like a second tier tackle. Tevin Jenkins. Yep. Who ended up going like in the middle of the second to the Bears. Yeah, that was a good, good pick by them. Yeah. But it it felt like unless Darsa, Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that we would have been like super happy three. about. Yeah. It would have felt like maybe you shouldn't have traded back that far. Yep. And then me, yeah. you got the Raiders. They take a tackle, tackle guard, I don't know. They take Alex Leatherwood. And now, rumor has it, well, Mayock said a team tried to trade up with them that was going to take a tackle. Well, the only other team that took a tackle after the Raiders was us. And I don't think, like, any other team preferred Leatherwood. Nobody did. I mean, yeah. especially, well, we didn't, obviously, because he's, Darsa's way more of a scheme fit than, than Leatherwood. So, it sounds like maybe we were trying to trade up for Darsa. Yeah. And then he just ended up falling to us. Because luckily, I mean, Colts in front of us could have easily took him. I think. Titans. Titans, yeah. Could have taken him. Uh, who traded back? Well, I'm surprised. I thought maybe the Giants even after their trade back. Yeah, they took Tony. Yeah, that was so, strange. So, like, in the end, to get out of the first round with a guy that everyone would have been okay with at 14. I mean, most people, unless you're like a Mac Jones guy or something. But, like, the vast majority of people, Christian Darsa, you know, plug him in at left tackle at pick 14 would have been... An A. Yep. We move down, get two extra thirds, you lose the fourth, and you still get the same guy at 23. So Yeah, so we love the pick. I know uh, K-Fan was hyping up uh, Vera Tucker all the time. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people were upset that the pick we traded out of ended up being Vera Tucker. It's, it's kind of funny because I would say the consensus in like the draft community is Darasa was the better value and prospect. But yes, K-Fan was... All about Veritaker. Like, if he's there, that's yeah. who we're taking. Ben Lieber had him as, like, his number one lineman. I mean, he I don't know if he meant, like, number one, including Slater and Penny Sewell, but he, he was he loved him, and he didn't like Darasa that much. Okay. So I think that sort of swayed a lot of the opinions. Yep. So a lot yeah. of people do really enjoy Ben Lieber. Well, I mean, you know, he played in the league. I think he's great, too. Yeah, yeah that's I, the thing. I do love Lieber, but, like, yeah. I mean, it's I, like if you're meat sauce sitting there, of course you're going to be like, well, I'll listen to Lieber. He knows what he's talking about, but... If you just looked at like draft network, you know, PFF, NFL.com, like all that kind of stuff, 
all the draft guys, it wasn't like Vera Tucker was usually ahead of Darsaw. Yeah. So to get, and a lot of it's, he's a pure tackle. He's a pure left tackle. I, really and I think that was kind of your main thing. You're like, do I really want to take a guard at 14? Unless you think Vera Tucker can play left tackle. Yep. And like, again, Elijah Vera Tucker could be a pro bowler for 10 years. And it's like, yep. All right, fine. Definitely worth the 14 pick. Yeah. But he could also just end up being like, is what he is kind of guy. And you're stuck with a mediocre guard that you can pick in the third round mm-hmm. at 86. Well, it's kind of one of those things where you – do you really – like, is there really a big difference? Like, are you that much more confident in Vera Tucker versus Darasa? No, and I'm – So trade down and take the extra pick. Yep, and, like, even right now, if – like, Dar- like I don't think Darasa is a sure thing where, right. like, Vera Tucker isn't. It's just – had it know, been- the, val- the value just is better to take Darasa – Especially a left tackle who you yeah. think you can plug and play for 10 years at 23 over a guard for 10 years at 14. Mm-hmm. It may have been different if like Slater was there. Okay, do you think Slater's heads and, you know, heads and tails above that next tier of linemen? Okay, then take Slater. But you've, you've now fallen into that group of players where we were kind of like, okay, you got you know, all the quitty pays, the fill-ups, the Vera Tuckers and the Darsons. It's like, well, you trade down. We, yep. you know, no one fell to us. That was way out of line. So, and in my opinion, I think like after Pay and Phillips was gone already, yeah, yeah they were both my, already gone. Like it was Darisaw or no one for me, really. Like it, it was, was it was Darisaw or trade back again, preferably out of the first. Yeah, honestly, like you would have ended up reaching for a lineman, probably. I don't know who else you uh, take, unless Tevin you, Jenkins, I guess. But that would have, like, technically in hindsight, that feels like a reach because. He, the Bears got him like 30 picks 39, later. 39, yeah. Well, so I guess not 30. 16, but yeah. still half a round later. You would have taken him in the first, and then you might be going, hmm, maybe we should have just taken Darius at 14, or yeah. Vera Tucker at 14, or even if they would have taken Quiddy Pay at 14 or something, you know? Uh, and yeah, I'm trying to think about any other prospect, maybe an edge like Joe Tryon or Jason Owe or whatever his, his yeah, name is now. They, they both won in the first. Yeah, like back in the first. receiver. It would like have been Bateman. like Bateman. None of that is like as. This fit like a glove. Like, Darasa fits exactly what we needed. Yep. It fit what we needed, and we got more high mid-round selections to move up Mm -hmm. if needed. Yep. Which brings us to the second... Well, let's talk about Darasa as a prospect. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we should. Like, what do we feel about... Like, first off, I think he's your starting day one left tackle. Yeah. You don't don't have to move Ryan O'Neal. You don't have to move Ezra Cleveland. Bradbury's where he is. We'll talk about who fights for guard when we get to the later picks. But he's, I think the biggest knock on him, what people always go to, which I talked about a lot, was like he doesn't like some, you know, have the fire like to, to finish. Yeah. But like, you know, I think uh, K-Fan compared, which we did too, Bryant McKinney. Like McKinney was so good that you didn't even need to have that, you know. No. But same thing with him. I mean, he gave up no sacks. I think it was no hurries. Yeah, it was it was like zero few, everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, if you're getting the job done, it doesn't really matter what it looks like. And there are plays where you see him block, blocking downfield, just knocking guys on their ass, but or just flat out just ripping a guy down off the snap and falling on top yeah. of him. Like the guy's a beast. Well worth the first round pick. I I think we yeah, have Bryant McKinney all over again. Mm-hmm. Or what you want is him not to go the way of like Matt Khalil. Like, does he not have the passion for football? So, like, once he gets to the pros, he's got paid. He doesn't care. But it seems like such kind of a 
a strange thing because we've never like no we don't know that like i remember a lot of people said that about anthony edwards the first round pick for the timberwolves like yeah. they're like ah uh, he doesn't really care for the you know yeah, care about it, basketball does, yeah doesn't want want to play basketball it, it like, feels like it couldn't be the more of the opposite like yeah. so it's hard to like get inside of someone's head and you could have a guy like tevin jenkins on tape who looks like an animal who always is finishing blocks out of bounds and stuff gets paid and he's like yeah whatever you know like you don't i guess you don't know how it's gonna go but other than that one knock like the he's got the size he's got the length he's got the athleticism yeah he's got what like 34 and three mm-hmm. quarter arms or something like that and it sounded like so one of the mandates was zimmer was like okay i want bigger linemen they got to be athletic still because we run a certain scheme but he's just talking about how you know the interior wise we can sometimes just get pushed straight back by you know big guys like kenny clark and akeem hicks and i think most fans would be like, yeah, it's nice having these athletic zone linemen in the run game, but they do get plowed backwards way too much. Yeah, so, like, let's get some beef up there. Yeah, some beef that can move somehow, you know, which may, maybe explains the Orlando Brown interest a little more. That Zimmer did say, like, I'm willing to break the mold of the pure Kubiak wide zone. Like, I want some people that can actually, you know, hold a nose tackle back. Yeah, I'm not going to take Garrett Bowles just because he fits the scheme at yeah, 24. Yeah, you know. Um. There was, I was watching a YouTube video. This guy does all these videos and he, he said this top five fits, uh, for like team to scheme. And he had number one was Darius out of the Vikings. Okay. And he was showing clips that, and it was Riley reef. And he's like, you know, reef had a good season, but if you look at it closely, it was pass blocking. He's like, the guy could not get the backside cut off to save his life on the, like Brian O'Neill could Ezra could, but he's like that left side, him and Dozier, couldn't do it. And he showed all these clips of Riley Reef like failing to like seal the backside cutoff. Yeah. So Cook could never go that way. Okay. And then he showed clips of Darasa just sealing it every time. So he was like, this is going to help. You know, he's known, and Darasa's probably more, more as a pass blocker. Yep. But he's like, the, with his athletic ability and the way he looks to go to the second level, Cook's, he's like, you, now you've got five across the board that could actually that's great block how we want to i'm gonna have to check that out yeah because that's Brett really coleman you said oh some yeah yeah him, so that's his newest video but okay i was yeah. only five he only went through five things so i was like oh, i wonder if the vikings will get one number one darasa so okay. i mean most people have praised our first round pick because you traded down and got a guy that anyone would have been happy with just taking him at 14 yeah so so you feel a need you yeah, gain capital. Rick did it again where he filled the need. Like he took the clear biggest need, but didn't reach for it. Oh, Justin Jefferson last year. Yeah. Uh, did it again with Derisaw right now. Even like, you know, Bradbury. We all know we needed a center and it didn't feel like that, you know, maybe it was a few picks of a reach. Like no one was like, you know, blowing the doors off. But like he this. was going to go in the first He was going to go right in that area, you know. It's not like, you know, taking Alex Leatherwood around too high or taking Damon Arnett around too high. No. Clellan Fellow. Around too high. There's, Raiders. Not yeah, good at this. Okay. Right. Not good was, at this. I was going to say there's a pattern here. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, we gain more capital. And the next pick we gain is actually a pick acquired in that trade. Which was the second pick in the third round. Yep. And 66 we, overall. We did not end up trading up into the second, which I think is what most people thought we were going to end up doing. You know, that's, you know, that was kind of the whole talk. I listened to the case Even on Friday. And it was like... Rick himself was yep. saying... Like uh, we got capital to move up if we need to, and everyone was like, they're moving up, they're moving up. And then we just sat there. It's like, huh. But as the players were going off the board, and it's like, I don't think we're moving up to the top half of the second. You know, you got to start getting towards that middle area to not give up too much. And as we sat watching, like the only guy I really wanted us to trade up for was Carlos Basham or one of the guards, like a Wyatt Davis, who yep. we'll talk about later. And, like, there was a little run on tackles there, but, like, no guards went. So that's it was the like, thing. okay, that's nice. And once you took a tackle, 
you, like unless you take a tackle that can move to guard, we don't like now we're out of that mix. Like the Cosmies, the uh, Tevin Jenkins, the Dylan or Duns. Like I, unless you think you can move them to guard, they're kind of off the board now. So the only thing that really I was looking for was edge or guard. Well, and all of a sudden, pick sixty six. Uh, we so second round closes. We don't trade up. Uh, Cal Trask goes at the end yep. of the second round. Uh, good riddance. I kind of like Trask. I'm not but a Trask I, I, The fan. thing about Trask is I, if we're drafting a quarterback, I didn't want someone that can't move around because we've had that for long enough. I'd like to change it up. So Trask didn't yeah. really fit what I would want. But as pick 66 came up, who were you hoping we would draft? A guard. Like, I, 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 honestly, I, I was hoping for Wyatt Davis. I, I wanted like Quinn Miners or Wyatt Davis. See, I have Wyatt Davis ahead of Quinn Miners and Kendrick Green. But yeah. like any of them, I'd be happy. Yeah, with. I was gonna or Ben Cleveland, Kendrick Green. Those yep. are the four that I was. I was like, all right, give <laughs> me a guard here. Yep, because it would you know then it becomes your whole line's complete. Yep, and like you said, this pick was acquired in this trade. We should have had this pick, and we end up taking. We we took Kellen Mond, a little bit of a curveball, you know, Texas A and M. Did it, not see that coming. Yeah, I didn't see it coming, and now it's like it's interesting to hear that we definitely did a lot of work on the quarterbacks. We were interested in fields. I mean, we clearly we, we called Kirk, let him know we were going to take a quarterback yep. at some point. Mm-hmm. Now Spielman has made it very clear Kirk is the starter, which Great. anyone with half a brain should know he's the starter. Yep. This is a third round quarterback. Kirk's still really good at football. He's got two years of guaranteed money in his contract, but I feel like it gives you the option to just seamlessly move on from him, and you hope. Now, you, who knows? If Kellamon just turns into nothing, but if like the development goes right, you can just move on from the forty million dollar cap hits and plug in a young guy for way less. Be, he'll be, you know, in two years he'll be twenty three still. Yep, you'll have two years of him on a rookie contract still, which is very nice. And he probably won't be like unless he comes up and blows the doors off in th- year three. You're re-signing him the next year, so you might be able to get him for like a cheap four year deal or something, or yeah. a, you know. A, a f- middle of the middle of the road deal because he hasn't you know even Rogers' first contract wasn't massive because he sat on the bench so long that when he got re-signed it was like whoa you're not a star yet yeah so um, yeah, but it, it just gives you an option because otherwise you're just stuck what doing these short term deals with Kirk forever and they're they're gonna get more expensive yeah well because Kirk doesn't do long term deals yeah, he's a jerk. so so it's, yeah it's gonna get more expensive before it gets cheaper again he hasn't he's always paid like market value like he's so good at managing how his contracts work like, and like good for him because yeah. he should be paid market value just it sucks when market value ends up being a 40 million dollar cap hit yeah. coming up and if he honestly if he plays really well the next two years we make deep runs into the playoffs maybe you just end up trading Kellen Mond you know or he sits as a back you re-sign Kirk and he sits for a backup for two and, more years and just leave. And, may, and maybe he's maybe he isn't good so you have to just roll with Kirk and yeah it's a third round pick we've had him yeah not, they've not panned out plenty of times you no, know but you're it's taking not a shot. Ex- the best part is is it's a a cheap risk well and it's it's something the Vikings haven't done much like who we were talking about who the mid-round quick T-Jack is the last one that I can think of that wasn't like either a first round pick or so late that it's like, okay, it's Sean David Booty. He's yeah. not ever going to start for us. That's like, that's funny. That is the one guy that I was thinking of. Yeah. Like, if he goes like, when was the last one you remember late? I was like, probably John David Booty. Yeah. It's like, that was like a fifth round pick, I think. And, you know, there's been Nate Stanley and there's, you know, been a Jake few Browning randoms. as UDFA. Mm-hmm. Like, Those guys are all like, your best is you'll be a backup, you yeah. know? This is a shot at a future starter, which, again, I think T Jack. And then, like, 
It's the first third-round quarterback we've ever taken since Fran Tarkington. Oh. And I can't think of, besides T-Jack, another second, unless I'm blanking no, on someone. Well, not that I remember. Yeah. It's been a long time, so. Uh, T-Jack, because I mean, Ponder was a first, Culpepper was a first. And I, that's really all of our quarterbacks. Yeah. One of, and, like, Brad Johnson was taken in, like, round 10. Yeah, yeah 14 or something. Yeah. I mean, Spielman has only drafted, I think, if John David Booty was his pick, then it's T-Jack, John David Booty, Stanley, and Ponder. So this is it. So, Bridgewater. Oh, and Teddy. So, yeah, like this is an actual shot at a you're hoping to find the Dak Prescott, the Kirk Cousins, that the Russell Wilson, the mid-round guy that actually becomes something. So oh. it's, it's cool to see. And it was like a bonus pick. Yep. And, like, uh, there, there were people out there who liked Kellen Mond over Justin Fields and Mac Jones who were first-round picks. Phil Sims did. Chris Sims. Phil. Yeah, I wish Phil Sims would have been the one because I don't know if I like Chris Sims. Uh, <laughs> Phil Sims sucks too, though. Um <laughs> Yeah, he did. Um, I saw hey, he's JT pretty O'Sullivan. good with his quarterback rankings. As yeah, he has though. been. So JT O'Sullivan, I saw liked. Uh, he does a, like a YouTube channel. He liked him more than Mac Jones. Um, I mean, I had him in that area of quarterback. Uh, no. Not Mac. Well, I didn't really like Mac Jones that much, but he, yeah, the, he the was, third he round was, he quarterback. Was quarter, he was quarterback six for me. Yeah, you know, you had the top five, and then, and then the next it was one, yeah. Mond, like Trask, Jamie Newman, those guys. And I was uh, always hoping, like you know, if we take one. Take one in like the mid late rounds. I was kind of hoping for Jamie Newman just because yeah. he athletic uh, he's, upside. Exactly, we ended up with the better version in Kellen Mond. Mm-hmm. So, and I, when we took him, like I was cool with it. But it's like okay, we still got to fill that guard and the edge. Those are the two things we got to get before this third round's over. Yeah. And you know, you get you probably get a lot of people that during that third round pick, they're like, "Why are we wasting a pick on a quarterback so stupid?" But it's like. Wait for the whole painting to get finished and then judge it. Like we talk about with the offseason, you know, people, what are they doing with offensive line? You know, they're putting any assets into it. Let's just wait. Let's just see what happens. Be patient. So we take Mond, and then our next pick is one that we had, right? This isn't from the trade. Yeah, I think that's the one we had was 78. Yeah, 78. So like our original third, I believe. Yep, I think it's our original third. And we take Chaz Surratt. Another curveball. No curveball. This one even felt like more of a curveball to me than yeah, the quarterback. Like, true. Mond felt like kind of a value a little bit. You know, it's a quarterback. Trask just went. And then actually Mills went right after Trask. It was quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Uh, right after Mond. Yeah. There was, was a pick in between uh, Trask and oh, Mond. Oh, was there? Okay. There, but it was a run. Three out of four. Mini run of quarterbacks. Yep. So then we take Chas Surratt, who... Former quarterback. Former quarterback. <laughs> He's only played linebacker, I think, for two years. Super kind of raw, but super athletic. I mean, Barr's only got one year left now. He restructured. So I, it's it's one of those where it looks like, why do they need a linebacker? But in the third round at that point, with two more picks coming, again, wait for the painting to get finished. Because no, you can still trade up. You got two more thirds, yeah. a couple fours. As long fifths. as you get out of this third round filling, in my opinion, the guard and the edge. Guard, should, ju- just guard. Like, we could, we could yeah, go th- elsewhere with that. That's true. The guard was the bigger one. You need to get a guard. And it was kind of like, okay, you took Chaz Surratt when... Wyatt Davis is on the board when Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green uh, they ben were all Cleveland, on the board. Quinn Miners. Miners. And it's like, Trash Rat, okay. Uh, either Rick really is confident that these guards are going to fall to him, or he's real confident in Mason Cole, which scares the hell out of me. I The the word, like, we took Mond and Surratt, and all I could think of is, holy cow, we are going to have a Mason Cole and Dakota Dozier battle for left guard. Yep, he's going to leave that hole there because I don't, like, the fact that Davis was even there, 
Because again, with all the talk about trading up into the second, Wyatt Davis was one of the guys I would trade up for. Quinn Miners was one of the guys I would trade up for. And they're sitting there at your second pick in the third, and you're going to take a linebacker? One that some see could start, you know, weak side. Uh, uh, base. Fill the Eric Wilson role. Yep. But, like, best case scenario is he hangs out for a year and he fills Bar's spot next year. Yeah, maybe he does Plays some special, special teams. teams this year. Yep. yep. And it, it does make sense because now going into next season, you let Barr walk and all of a sudden, you know, Nick Vigil ain't going to fill that role. Now you have a giant hole. Maybe you don't next year. Yep. I, I, I don't know if the writing is on the wall for Barr just yet, but because it, it all depends on if Surratt even looks like competent yeah. in mm-hmm. practice. But if he looks like half decent and with still room to grow, like, unfortunately, I think Barr's probably I, gone. Yeah, I think with the way that it was a restructure and everything, it'd be, I feel like Barr's probably like, all right, I'm probably going to head out of here. Yeah. And I think he want, I think he might want to be used more as a pass rusher at this point in his career. Yeah, does he regret not going to the Jets now? He's like, ah. Well, maybe not the Jets. Yeah, yeah, probably but not. But he's probably Even thinking maybe I should have went to a team where that's going to blitz me a little yeah. more. I feel like a team like the Patriots would be good because like he can still drop some, but a little more P- three Patriots, four edge. Brian Flores, I think, yeah. fits well. Uh, but now Surratt, like he's like a high upside pick though. It's not like one of those. I mean, it is the third round, so you're not. But it's not a Ben Gideon. It's not like a scrub linebacker. This dude is athletic. He's he's even better than like the Troy Die of last year. Like yeah, he's. A, I, I think he his upside is Anthony Barr. Yeah, he doesn't have like the size because Barr's like six foot five. He but could he, though. He's got a nice solid frame. Isn't yeah. he six he could, four? Still? He could fill. Yeah, and he could fill out too. But like you, sh- they show him and he's blitzing. You know, a gap right up the middle. He looked. You know, closing speed's really good. So, I mean, again, the pick was a curveball, but it was like okay, let if if they can get a guard to follow him, I'll like it. You know, but if we end up coming out of here. And we miss out on the guards. It's like, we should have took a guard there. Well, and so we take Surratt. And now I'm thinking, all right, bound to trade up at this point. <laughs> and pick 79, 80, 81, 82. And I think our next one was 90. 86. Oh, and that came from the Jets. Yep, that came from the Jets. We had, our other pick is 90, and that came from comp pick or no, the Ravens, I think, or something. Yeah, that was the Ravens. Ravens pick for the Yannick and Gakwe trade. Yep. And, you know, no guard, no guard, no guard. Getting close, it's like... We might just sit here because, mm-hmm. like, we're four picks away and there are four guards that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've kind of got the same list in 83, 84, 85, 86. Got to take a guard here. Did any guards go in that no. area? Yeah. So. No, because uh, maybe Miners. I don't know if Miners did. I know, like, the Packers took, like, Josh Myers, but he's more of a center. I don't, I don't know if Miners went. Was he a fourth round pick then? No, I thought I think he, was he was late third. third. I think he's late third. Oh, maybe, still they all traded, the maybe they traded up for all comp picks too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll pull it up, but but uh, yeah. So eighty six, we we take Wyatt Davis. A few guards had gone from seventy seven to mm-hmm. eighty six. We took Wyatt Davis, who in like October November told you let's take him. The first, first round. podcast we had where we mentioned the draft at all, you said Wyatt Davis first round. Wyatt or we riot. And he kind of had a a bit of a slump this year compared to his 2019 season. Now, it sounds like he was kind of banged up and he never really got right. But, it, again, a guy you could have traded up for in the second and everyone would have been like, Darson White Davis, pff, slick we Rick got did him. it again. We you know? got him. There you go. You filled your line and, and we traded up for him. But 
we didn't have to trade up for him. We got 86 from the Jets. We sat there. So now we've got a line, which I think will move Ezra to left guard. You think so? Yeah, he he Played started practicing. So. And he was practicing there with the second team back in a And Wyatt camp. Davis has only played right guard, I believe. Yep, so this way you don't have to move Wyatt Davis. Ezra more natural on the left side, I would presume. Mm-hmm. So then you slide him there. I would say our line is now Derrissaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, Wyatt Davis, Brian O'Neill, and I don't want to hear any more complaining about not investing in an offensive line. Two firsts, line. two, two first, seconds, two, and a third. Yep. And they're, if you could keep this group together, they could grow together. I mean, we've talked about it. Continuity. Yep. Continuity. Continuity. <laughs> and I mean, you got to re-sign Brian O'Neill, but you've got Darasaw for four plus the fifth-year option. Bradbury's got what, at least two more years plus another option a year. Uh, Ezra Cleveland's got three more seasons, and White Davis has four more seasons. Like, you could, if these guys, if Darasaw and White Davis hit, this is a young, really good line. That Brett Coleman guy said it's probably the best run-blocking line in the entire league. Yeah. So like I would it's. Agree. And it's fine. Yeah, like you said, it's finally. There's no one can sit here and be like he doesn't invest in the offensive line enough. If now, you ex- if you are if you don't if you don't call five day one or day two selections as an investment, you want to dump eighty million dollars into your offensive line mm-hmm. each year. It's funny. I remember the one uh, someone tweeted like, "Look at how much money they're spending on line." It's like they're all on rookie deals. I mean, there's a, you can either spend money or like the. Chiefs did, you know, they spent a ton of money online, or you invest draft capital into it. I mean, yeah, our, our, our offensive line overall is probably very cheap. It's all rookie deals, but it's two first, two seconds, and a third. So, and you know, the Chiefs, they, they cut two starting offensive yeah. linemen and then to replace them with two Joe offensive Thune, linemen. Orlando Brown, uh, they're they, lucky. They, I think they drafted Creed Humphrey. Yeah, Creed Humphrey. I was going to say Landon Dickerson, yeah. but yeah, Creed Humphrey's right. Um, was, Andre Sisco was the guy between Trask and Mond. Okay. So after uh, Chas Surratt, the only lineman taken, what well, was zero? There was no lineman taken. Nah. So yeah, it was. It wasn't. I mean, there's not a ton of picks in between there, but maybe ten ish. Nine. Seventy eight to eighty six. Yeah. And we go Wyatt Davis immediately after us. The Pittsburgh takes Kendrick Green. So what's cool about it too is like. We clearly took the one we liked the best. Who's also the one I liked the best? Yep. Like, I would put White Davis in a tier ahead of these other guys. Yes. I would have said White Davis was a second-round value. Kendrick Green, Miners, all those guys are more in the third for me. Yep. Uh, yeah, they go Kendrick Green right behind us. And then a few picks later, Ben Cleveland goes to the Ravens. Uh, and then Robert Hansey, who he's listed as tackle. I think they can also slide him to guard. But then Quinn Miners ended up going 98th overall uh, comp pick to Denver. Okay. So you get a mini run there. From, you know, we, t- we took our guy 86 and then all the way to 98, there's like four of them go. Yeah. I just somehow, like, Rick S- talks about having, like, the feel for when the runs are going to happen and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I, he nailed it. I mean, like. He if, started the, the run. If you take, yeah, basically. If you take Chaz Surratt at the, uh, or if you take White Davis at the Chaz Surratt pick and hope Surratt falls to you, maybe he doesn't, you know. Maybe I, he gets taken and then you're stuck taking, I mean, I don't know if they liked another linebacker. Yeah. So. I, 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 I like I I liked how it all has played out so far. And once we got Y Davis, it was like now I love the Mon and Surratt picks because we the two things I wanted was a guard and tackle. I'd love to throw some ends in there, but it's not the end you know end of the world. You got Weatherly, you got Wanham, you'll you'll be okay. So now those bonus picks, you know, you kind of went best player available. Took a quarterback, took a linebacker. Yep, it all it all just like added it up. And like Rick said, he know, 
he has a feel for one of the runs start. Well, he uh, participated in the quarterback run. Yep. He, uh, he and got, I much prefer the one we got for like just even just to change it up a bit. Let's get a let's get an athletic guy. You know, let's yep. try it out. So and yeah, even like, if it's Jamie Newman, I know he went. Yep. L- Later, My, a little Listen, bit, quite Indiana a bit thing, later. Right? Yeah, I don't know when he went. I mean, Mon's like a much better version of that, so it's cool that we got him. But like you said, there was a quarterback run. We were second in that line, and then he starts the guard run. We're first in that line. Yep, it it was great. Uh, so like you could have just closed up shop for the night. Honestly, mm-hmm. you got Wyatt Davis, Chasserat, Kellen Mond, Darasad the night before. Yep, let's go home. It's kind of funny, even the Darsa, like he almost got the, the like the end of a of a run. You almost want to be like on the end or the front. Like you either want to like have a good value, or be the first one, so you can pick your guy. Yeah, and I feel like he did a good job of that. I mean, I guess we got in the middle on the quarterbacks, but again, I prefer the one we took. So. Yep, I I think we did too. Yeah, I mean Davis Mills and I, I well, and like and they were Kyle saying, Trask. they they some people in the room like Mond as much as Justin Fields. Now that could just be they're blowing smoke because they don't want to look like. They got sniped by the Bears, but... But maybe it's one of those things, like, we like we really like Mond in the middle of the round. Exactly. And, like, we're lukewarm on Justin Fields at 14. Yeah. And you're talking Justin Fields, you probably got to trade up, uh, you probably got to give up a future first, or do I rather get Mond in the third? I feel like that's kind of what they talk about yeah. when they say, like, oh, we... Like we like Mon just as much as Field. I feel it's like, like the it's value always associated like, with that. Yeah, because yeah, how you know, much you got to pay for Fields versus how much you got to pay for Mon. Like, oh. it's, and, and especially when you're also when you also employ Kirk Cousins right now. Well, see, that's another thing is I feel like if you take Fields, you kind of like while it would be really fun and really exciting, you kind of throw off the like the balance of this year. Now you didn't get a first round player that can help you. You've got a quarterback controversy because I guarantee you tons of fans are immediately, the first game Kirk has that he throws a bad pass or, or looks a little lost in the pocket, they're booing him. They want Fields. Like, I know in the long term, if Fields is a superstar, you should have taken him. But like for the, for the good of this season, Darce has a way better pick. And getting the two extra thirds is a way better pick. And even maybe next season, because I don't know how you get out of the Kirk thing for two more years. Yeah, I like... You're just like don't rock the boat. As much as like as much as I wanted Justin Fields, and I think he will be the second best quarterback in this class and end up being better probably than Kirk Cousins. It just you like you were saying, you throw Fields into the mix and immediately like training camp hits and That's all eyes all are on the Fields. story. All eyes are on Fields. Fields looks really good, yeah. or Fields looks lost. They uh, wasted a pick. Mm-hmm. Like there, you couldn't come out of there in a winning situation. Unless you win the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. And how are you going to do that without alignment? You know what I mean? That's now the thing, you've got, too. And, and you've got Kirk looking over his shoulder going, yep. oh, boy, like, this kid's it, really talented. Like, I have to be perfect or or this kid's taking my job. And then he loses his job because he's trying too hard to be perfect. And you gave up another first to do it. Now you don't have a first in 2022. So, it, you know, it... Kirk isn't Aaron Rodgers, but look what happened last year when they were looking to trade it for a receiver. I'm just going to say it's kind of like a minor Rodgers yeah, situation. Yeah, it, it could be a mini, like, again, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but they, you know, they tried, they were looking for a receiver, they couldn't get any, so they traded for a quarterback, they take Jordan Love. Now, he got pissed and played well, but now look where they are. Now he doesn't want to be there. Now they're almost stuck with Jordan Love if, if he demands his way out. Now, really? if, if Kirk demanded his way out, we'd be like, okay, cool, we got Justin Fields, but... 
it doesn't it it could just go sideways on you again like that's all the storyline now mond it's like ooh, mond looks good in training camp like they might have have a have a steal in a couple years you know like no one's no one's i mean some people are gonna call for mond but it's a whole nother ball game when you take a guy at 14 or you trade up for him yep you give up two firsts for him like I, I almost want to start, start him day one. Like, yeah. are you really going to sit him for two years? Oh. That's kind of like ridiculous. You know, you can take a quarterback in the first round. You should really just start him from day one because that first rookie contract's only so long. Oh. And that, and I feel like, like, yeah, long picture. Yeah, I have the guy for fifteen years, but the, all the talk nowadays is get that quarterback on a rookie contract, yeah. and you're just going to waste two or three years of him. Like Rogers, Rogers' contract is as long as Jordan Love's like rookie contract yeah. without the player option. Unless Rodgers leaves, that's like a waste of a pick. Well, I mean, that whole draft was a waste of a bunch of picks. Yeah, that's why Rodgers is kind of pissed off. Yeah. That. It's just, you know, if he if Fields had fell to 14, I'd feel much better about it. You know, you can kind of pull the whole, like, I mean, at that point, we had him graded as the second highest player. We had to take him. You're still going to cause a bunch of, like, drama and, and chaos, but hopefully Kirk can just manage through it. But it wasn't... Force chaos at that point. Yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't go. All you didn't right, go boys. out of your way to do it. Yeah, it's like all right, boys. Like here we go. Like mm-hmm. let the madness begin. Mm-hmm. It just it happened that way. Uh, and I'd sure be annoyed if we're plugging in Rashad Hill at left tackle. Like honestly, Cole you know, I'd still guard. be I'd still be excited that Fields is a future quarterback. But for this coming season, if I'm watching Kirk get strip sacked because Rashad Hill's getting you know he's playing like a turnstile, it's like. And do you really Could want Rashad Hill being Justin Fields blindsided if Kirk were to get hurt? Like well, Fields and, will like run like crazy. Like yeah, I know. Like we get him so to get out of traffic, but I don't know. I don't really want him immediately dying. I kind of prefer Mond in three years having this line. Yeah, you know, Mond's got to be good. And like obviously, we both think Fields will be better. I'll leave it. But what do we know? In three. Okay, I just want the line to be good in three years because I don't care if we re-sign Kirk Cousins or Kellen Mond's yeah. the guy. I just want a good fucking line. Yeah, and it they pan out the way they should. It's a good young line. It could be like they grow like that those old you know '98 Vikings with Stussy, Christie, McDaniel, Dixon, and Corey Stringer. Like those guys were together for a few years, where it's like this is just every year you're you're loading up with one of the best offensive lines in the league. What if we had a good line? It's been since far, 2009, probably. 2009, I think. Yeah. Yeah, even, that era. Even the, even the uh, 17 team, their line was bad. Yeah. Like, that was like the weak link of our team. I mean, you had Mike Remmers, and I'm pretty sure, sure he got hurt at one point. Remmers yeah, Hill got hurt. Yeah. Or not just, Hill got hurt, but uh, it, it wasn't the, great. The guard, Berger, our guy was Berger, and Pat Elfine as a rookie, and it wasn't the greatest line. Yeah, it's probably since Hutchinson, McKinney, John Sullivan, Herrera, and Vlothol. Yep, yep. So hopefully this line comes together the way it looks on paper, though. And, like, after seeing that line come together, I really like the uh, Mason Cole trade. Well, yeah, now he's backup center, guard flexibility. I honestly, I, I was reading an athletic article, and they're like, oh, the depth doesn't look great. It's like, it? really? I think the depth looks kind of good. Rashad Hill is a solid swing tackle. He can help at both spots in a pinch. Been here for years, so yeah. he knows what he's doing. Ole Udo, I feel like they like enough that he can back up guard or tackle. Mason Cole, center guard. Oh. Dakota Dozier was a bad starter last year, but veteran presence. Like, if oh. he makes the team as just a backup guard. Yeah, if he if he's, you know, a lunch pill kind of guy, like, you know, tape grinder, mm-hmm. absolutely. Bring him back, vet minimum, mm-hmm. get the rookies around him. Like, yo, this is how you dissect tape. Great. 
Love it. You're riding the bench. I don't care what you're getting mm-hmm. paid. You're even like, I mean, if you didn't you want to start Ezra, say say Mason Cole looked really good at guard and uh, Brian O'Neill got hurt, you could move Ezra out to tackle and put Mason Cole in instead of putting, you know, like you could shift things around if you want, oh. instead of Rashad Hill coming in. But it's a lot. There's a bunch of them has flexibility across the board. I mean, O'Neill and Darcy are probably pure tackles, but other than that, yeah. maybe Rashad Hill too. But Yeah, for the most part, everyone's kind of interchangeable. You can. Mm-hmm. I feel like we... Uh, presented ourselves with a great opportunity. No matter, besides like a complete debacle, we'll be able to put our five best guys on the line together. Yeah, like as players get hurt or banged up, we'll be able to There's slide a, and reshuffle. To and get we're going to get the five. best five. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like how instead of going with like quantity of like, oh, let's draft like three or four guys in the fourth, fifth. See what happens. We just went Darius Wide Davis. Plug them in. They're both. I would say Wyatt Davis is expected to win the job. Like yes. you said, we'll see right guard, left guard, but maybe it's right guard. I mean, yeah, it's two rookies, but... And and that's also why I would like seeing Wyatt Davis at right guard. I, let's not put two, Don't mess rookie, with the rookie. two rookies that's a good next idea. to Bradbury. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well... Well, no, I mean, just on, on left, the left so side. Like, yeah. yeah, on the left side. What's funny is, I mean, Wyatt Davis, all you gotta do is be better than Dozier. I mean, it ain't hard. That's true. Almost the entire league was better than Dozier last year. So, uh, but like you said, if it had been just those picks, great draft. We still had another one. Yep. We had the pick, pick from 90. Baltimore. From Baltimore, we took my guy, Patrick Jones, the second defensive end from Pittsburgh. That's, so that's our edge that we were hoping to get. Now, he's not uh, plug and plug and play immediate starter edge. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, I think he's probably rotating with, you know, battle with Weatherly and Wanham, and then we draft another guy later we talk about. But, like, it's not like you took Quiddy Pay and it's day one you're plugging him in. No. But this is the spot where we ended up taking two guys at edge to battle where we already had two guys, Weatherly and Wanham. So Patrick Jones, was you loved him from day like day one of looking at yeah. draft picks. I mean, aesthetically, he is... That's a first round pick. Yep, you dreads. I mean, jersey. top five pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. aesthetically. He's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he's another guy that I feel like was a bit polarizing. Like some people really really liked him. Like they. I mean, I forgot the tweet Brett, you said. Brett Coleman. Oh, is he the same one that yeah. said that? Yeah. Oh, this guy. He absolutely him. loves him. Uh, call. Uh, said something about imagining Jadavia and Clowney with uh, uh, like explosiveness and fluid, fluid hips. hips. So. I, I, I mean, know, that's high praise. You, that, that'll get you going. And that yeah. was in January. Yeah. So, like, not well, not early mm. on, but, you know, also not super late. Now, like, consensus board, I think he was, like, fourth round area. Yeah. You know, so it was around about where we took him, end of the third. But I don't think everyone's going, oh, he could have been a second rounder. But there's definitely, it's the... it's the he fits the prototype yeah. of our, like, defensive ends, mid-round projects, high round. Like, he fits the mold. He's athletic. He shows a high motor. He just needs a few tweaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was don't know who I was listening to. May, might have been a PFF's two for one, but they were talking about how uh, the worst part about him is he resets when he gets stood up, where like he gets pushed back and he kind of like starts flat footed and gets going again, mm-hmm. where he's just got to learn to work through it. And I feel no better person to teach him how to work through it than Andre Patterson. Yeah, it's, I feel like what Patterson wants is he wants like the, he wants him to have the size, the length, you know, the right prototype, because he'll teach them. Like, I don't care if they have all the moves or if they know how to, you know, counter move and whatnot. Like, that's my job. But I can't teach that to a guy that's, you know, six foot one, 
with short arms. Runs a four eight. Yeah, I need like, an athlete. And Rick Spielman was saying, you know, watch our DNs come out of the, you know, out, of, out to practice. They all look the same. They're all six foot five. They got the length we want. They got the arm length we want. You know, Patterson has a type. Yep. And, and when he stands on the table. And yep. And like, so, you know, we took a swing here. We take another swing later at like a similar body type. I feel like one of them is going to hit. Yep. And you and he's. I think they still have hope that Wanham could be, you know, something. I don't know if he's ever going to be a superstar, but if he could be starter. Rotational. And your floor is Weatherly, who is low-end starter. You probably would rather have a better player there, but, like, he's not He's not Jaleel Johnson. He's not, you know, starting Hercules or starting, I don't I mean, I'm trying to think of the garbage line we have. Even Shamar Stefan last year. Like, I know those aren't ends, but it's, like, that type of player where it's, like, okay, this is a liability out here. So Afidi. Yeah, I mean, Afidi, I feel like is kind of on Weatherly's playing yeah, level. Like, but just was not, exposed when he's playing against, playing with three backups. Yeah. Um, so that's all of day two. Yep. So at this point, we've taken Darasaw tackle, Kellen Mon at quarterback, linebacker Chas Surratt, guard Wyatt Davis, and edge Patrick Jones, defensive end Patrick Jones. Yep. We could second. have not had a day three, and I wouldn't have cared. I know. And actually, when you lead into day three. They start kind of going, uh, I mean, right off the bat, they go a little bit of a curveball again. And it's like, well, that at that point, you're just taking best player. You're taking what, you're filling special teams. You're grabbing flyers on guys. Because like, that the, first two days covered everything we needed. Yeah. Take guys you think are like going to help your team or most likely to like, like have some upside. upside or something like that. You know, there's no need to go look for a, a, you know, who's the safest guard. We don't need it anymore. We we got what we needed. So now it's just start pulling the, pulling the trigger on just... Oh. Oh, oh! You have uh, another linebacker who's like graded three points higher than the next position. Take him, sure. Yeah, doesn't matter. And See, we had oh, oh, oh! You've got a a super fast running back returner that you like. Mm-hmm. Take him. Our, I mean, one of the big things we talked about was our special teams was trash last year. I mean, kicking game, punting game, return, return game. game. All we of had it was terrible. Sixty nine punt return yards last year. I mean, that's shocking. Like sixteen games. Bad. 69 return yards. That is 4.3 yards per return. That is I don't even know that's possible. I think our long was like a 13-yard return against the Saints on Christmas Day. I mean, we were like middle of the season, and I'm pretty sure one of the people was like, yeah, they have zero return yards still. What? Yeah, I feel like... And we fumbled a bunch, too. There were multiple times where I remember people saying, like, they've played more games than they have punt return yards. It's like, how... You feel like after game one or game two, that shouldn't be a stat. But, like, it was game four or five, and they keep saying it. So, talking about return, guys, leading into day three, fourth round, we had, I don't know if we had three picks in the fourth round, two in the fourth? I think it was two in the fourth because we swapped a four for a three with the Jets. I'm seeing three in the fourth. Okay, three in the fourth. So we must have had four to start with. And then we had, I think, a fifth and a sixth. Yes. Uh, so we take running back out of Iowa State. Kenny, is it? Kane. Kane. Nwangu. Yep, that's. Did I nail it? Yep, I'm. That's uh, what it sounds like. I don't have it in front. I think of me, a lot so of I people were like running back. Really? Like, what are you doing? Why are we taking running back? Which, had we done this in the first few rounds, I'd have been like, what the hell did we do that for? Cooks on a long term deal. We took a running Madison's back before good. a guard. Yeah, but everything was taken care of. You take a running back, so he's a. He had the highest relative athletic score of any running back. I mean, he blew away every single drill. I think he runs a 4-3, basically. I think he had a 4-2-9. Yep. Um, 
Should be a good kick returner. Does he do punts? No, he does not do punts. But can't you don't know. Maybe he can, you know? Like, he's never done it, but maybe they stick him out there and he catches some punts. But that kind of speed... Maybe they use him in a in you know a small role on offense too. Maybe it's you know some end around, some shovel pass type things, or it's the you know beats out Abdullah for the third stringer, and he gets to run the shotgun draws on third and sixteen when you're giving up on a drive, yeah. and runs a screen pass or something. Maybe he's, which which is even better than Abdullah because he's super fast and electric. Yeah, he's one of those guys where you kind of have to manufacture touches for, mm-hmm. but he's not like an eighteen touch guy. You just have to do it. Three or four times a game and see what he can do. And they and who knows if they'll even do that. Maybe they won't even use him on offense for now. You know, like maybe it's just pure. We want a guy that has four three speed and can return kicks. Oh. KJ Osborne was the was the plan last year for returning and he failed. No. Chad VB failed. We need someone that could do something on the return game, because that was clearly a priority. And what's interesting is we took a running back right after us, the Patriots took a running back. A few picks later, Panthers take a running back, Chubba Hubbard. So like we liked him. You know, it's like, we're not looking, like you said, for an 18 carry a game guy. Like, they, the Patriots took... Ramondre Stevenson. Who's like a big back. I saw some people uh, had him labeled as fullback. I I mean, he's he's a big guy. So, like, that's someone that they, at some point, it's like, okay, do we want him to be our LeGarrette Blount? You know? We're looking for returning and probably a third down type back. So, and this... In Wangu, oh, Iowa State guy, he was like underused at Iowa State. They barely like they didn't. They like, had David Montgomery in front of him, and then Brees Hall's ahead of him, and that guy's like a uh, top running back in the nation. So, so like, there's mm-hmm. a reason why he wasn't like a feature back. But I honestly love that. Like, low the, tread on low, the tire. Yeah. Exactly, a lot of tread on the tire, I guess. And yeah. it's one of those where I see a lot of people saying like he'll be a better pro than he was a college player. Like, give him a role, and. Average. If it starts as just kick returning and he's one of the best in the league, if I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be, but if that is what he does, fourth round pick for a great returner, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So, uh, and then, what, just six picks later, we're back on the board. We take Cameron Bynum. He's, it was a corner at Cal. We're going to move him to safety. I don't know what you think of this guy. Uh, I didn't do much research on him, but I did uh, watch some YouTube highlights after we drafted him. Uh, I, I like his ball skills. I feel like the reason why we're moving him is, I don't know, his ball skills are super well. He ran like a four, five, six, so he's a little slower. I think, yeah, I think that's probably the big part is just athletically he's more of a safety than a corner. I, I, I see him fitting that, you know, high safety uh, robber role of yep. Anthony Harris very well. He, they, he said that most teams approached him and said, we would switch you to safety if we take yep. you. So, I mean, I think your hope is here. If Xavier Woods is a one and done, you know, if he's just here for one year, can Cameron Bynum step up and take that spot? Again, I didn't do a lot of research on him too because as far as corners, he was like I had him in like the sixth round, you yeah. know. But again, if you're moving him to safety, maybe you value him a little more. It's like, okay, are we the only ones that are doing this? What you know, where is he going to go? No, I feel I I wouldn't have like I don't know how you like look at somebody and go, yeah, he'd probably be a better safety. But now after they say. We're going to move him to safety. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I can see why. Yeah. But I I will never go, yeah, this cornerback's like, he's a six-round corner, but you take him in the second and put him at safety. I'll never be the one to tell you to do that because I wouldn't know. Right. I just know what a safety would look like. What's interesting is that since, since we're moving him to safety, we didn't take a corner in this draft. Nope. Which means, you know, you got Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, 
Gladney, maybe Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes. We did not pick up his option. Harrison, Harrison Hand, Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd. I mean, it's, you've got a lot of guys there. They're really like, what is the point of drafting a fourth round corner? Yep. Now, Patrick Peterson, if he's also a one and done, and Gladney's suspended and we get rid of him or something, we'll need we're one talking next year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he probably wouldn't. And also, Mike Hughes would be gone too. Yep. So now you're just pretty much Dantzler, but they didn't they didn't seem to care, or it just never really lined up value wise. Uh, all right, then another. God, we were like back to back, so another nine picks later, we go back to edge. Defensive end, Janarius Robinson, yeah. Florida State. I actually liked him more than Patrick Jones. A lot of people did. Uh, also, like a six foot five arm length is I think like 35 and a half or something yeah. ridiculous. I think he had the longest arms in the draft, or is it wingspan, whatever. Um, another guy that I saw a lot of people saying like he could be a better pro than a college player because, again, he didn't have like all the counter moves. You know, Andre Patterson is going to coach him up. Yep. He's got three of them now. Wanham, Robinson, and Jones the second. I believe Robinson was a high-ranked recruit coming out of high school, uh, signed with Florida State. Like the uh, the athletic profiles there, the mold is there. It's just kind of like all on him and Patterson now. I mean, it's a typical fourth-round defense end that we take. You know, Ray Edwards, I think. Was Robeson a fourth? Everson Griffin was a fourth. Robeson was at, le- at least a fourth. Third. Might have been a third. That's yeah. what I was thinking. But mid he's We find him. Daniel Hunter round. was a third. I mean, he said the third and fourth round is like the bread and butter for Patterson to be like, all right, it's it's time you can take my project now. I need, yep. him. I need him in the fourth. You know? All right. And which is nice because it's like, all right, give me, he just says, give me so many athletic mm-hmm. and somewhat raw and I'll, I'll do the rest. And it's really nice that it's always a third or fourth round. Pick. And if it keeps working out, then yeah, then you never have to burn a first or a second. You know, he's probably going, hey guys, you don't need to take Quiddy Pay at 14. Like, just give me Patrick Jones in the third and Trinarius Robinson in the fourth and I'll figure it out. I'm starting to think that's why we're promoting him to a co-defensive coordinator because, you know, he's, su- he's probably never going to be a head coach. But somebody was bound to be like, all right, I'm going to take that Patterson fellow and make him my defensive coordinator. And I think we also made him assistant head coach now, too. We did. Yeah. Yep. So he's they're giving him every title possible besides the head man shot. Yeah. Who is that that's uh, assistant to the head coach? Oh, Matt Patricia. Is that uh, what he does for on, New England? On the, on the bottom on the screen, it said, Matt Patricia, assistant to the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> he's finally found his role. That pick for Robinson was the uh, pick, I think the final pick from Buffalo in the Diggs trade. Yes. So. Yep. Billy Bean, very excited he's done paying for Stefan Diggs. Yeah, and then Diggs. <laughs> yeah, we don't have, we're not going to talk about uh, that. Well, interesting enough, we take defense end. The very next pick is Rashad Weaver, defense end, who I liked a lot. Turned out he had a domestic uh, that just came out right after the draft, and the Titans took him. So I'm sure they're none too pleased hmm. that another one of their players is having issues. Yeah. Uh, so glad we took him instead of Weaver. I'd rather not deal with that nonsense. Um so that is the fourth round. So that would have been Janaris Robinson, Cameron Bynum, Kane Yagangwa, or however you say it. An interesting fourth round. Yep. I, I think my favorite pick is the Robinson pick. Yeah, I would agree. I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah. I the, think just upside-wise, I feel like I see more upside out of him. I was going to say Cameron Bynum, but I feel like the, the upside for Janaris Robinson is just... A lot more. Yeah, I could see Robinson actually turning into like a high end starter at yep. his at his absolute peak. Bynum's probably yeah, just another probably at his Xavier, peak. Like Xavier yeah, Woods, Xavier Woods like Anthony solid. Harris. Like he's not going to be out there making plays like Harrison Smith, but he could be a low end starter, yep. mid 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 level starter. And then the running back. I mean, it's kind of a niche role running back. I mean, he's never going to be. You're not you're not drafting Delvin Cook there. You're drafting 
maybe hoping for Darren Sproles at best. Yeah. You know, Darren Sproles. I was going to say, you're basically drafting Amir Abdullah there. Yeah. That's, and which is fine. Like, I, Mm -hmm. give me solid kick returning and give me a little something on offense when called upon. So then we go to the fifth. Did we have a fifth? We had a fifth, right? We had one fifth. We took Amir Smith Marset, Iowa receiver, deep threat. Deep threat. Um, yeah, I'm also a return guy. Yep. They mentioned that. So we took two guys that can at least battle for that job. I like that we took a deep threat instead of uh, the typical like BC Johnson type. Yep. Smooth route runner or like a slot guy. Yeah, we didn't go pure slot. We didn't. Yeah, we went with. Uh, I mean, I've watched some of his highlights, and he, he's got some... He's got uh, some wheels. Yeah, wheels, and he can jump high, go for the ball. It's a fifth-round pick. I mean, I'm not going to claim he's going to be playing any football nope, for us. But, but I just want somebody who can just run a nine route and catch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year we Every trotted out times. Tajay Sharp, Bum, BB. Nobody really likes him, although BB might still be your slot guy, if, uh, you know... Um, I mean, it's not. There's, BC's your probably your best number three. It's, it's not hard for him to crack the lineup if he can uh, show up, do something. something he can. Yeah. So I mean, fifth round. I saw a lot of people like, who's the next Diggs? Fifth rounder. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. So and then I we see, had. I see Davion Nixon was picked right after him. Wow, he fell to the fifth. Huh? Iowa, Iowa, back to back though. Uh, so yeah, Amir Smith, Marset, fifth round pick, and then we had one more pick. Rick did no trades after the first round. Zero trades. No, so much fun. Yeah, he just sat there and took his guys. The 199th pick, sixth round, was Jalen Twyman, three-tech out of Pittsburgh. Kind of someone that early on in the process was thought of more as probably like in maybe even day two, at least early day three. And then he kind of had a real rough pro day. He benched 40 reps, which was insane. But all of his like athletic drills were pretty bad. And I watched his pro day, and it was like, this guy's putting on some pounds. Yeah. Um, and then it's, I don't know if you saw, but it sounded like we had Andre Patterson got, having him send photos of his weight during the process. Okay. And like showing that he was losing weight. Because they, they thought what he did was he put on weight to crush the bench. Oh, like. And uh, he did crush you, the bench. Let, let, yeah. Yeah, but, let me show you how strong I am. And like, we don't want you doing, like, he, was, he, he opted out of 2020, and they loved his 2019 tape. And then he, you know, he. Didn't play 2020. Had kind of a bad process leading up to the draft and falls to the sixth round. So it's, I mean, it's a high, it's a high upside pick. It's well, yeah, he was seen like as like a first, second round prospect. Yeah, going before, into this, you know, going into the pro day or whatever combine, whatever one he did. So yeah, he's it's someone we recognize the name in the sixth round. Like, I and we didn't draft a DT until then. So I mean, I I'm fine with the pick. I think it'll be uh, for a sixth round pick. Let's. Yeah, I feel like shot. he's going to at least be like a solid rotational pass mm-hmm. rusher. He's got upside. I mean, he's had a really good production yep. in 2019. And then he's, uh, if anyone watches the phone calls that... I saw it after he sent it to me, but... He's just bawling his eyes out when Rick calls him to tell him that he's going to pick him. Like, can't even really talk. Like See, he's... he, You, you can't understand him, and uh, Rick just goes... <laughs> 
okay, well, are you ready? Yeah. I, or we hope you're ready or something like that. He's like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> He's just, yeah, just uncontrollably crying. We're going uh, we're to we're turn the card in then. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'm ready to cry now. He yeah, said. yeah. He hung on the phone. He's like, oh, I'm getting emotional here. Uh, so, yeah, I took him in the six. Uh, I mean, what do you, overall, I feel like. Question, did we take that uh, Central Michigan tight end punter dude? Oh, yeah, I that? missed him. Okay, I think yeah. he might have been. He was before Twyman. Uh, but I, I just wanted to make sure he wasn't a UDFA. No, we took him. That's what I thought. He was actually right after Mark. Yeah, so he's in the fifth. So, okay, we skipped a guy. Okay. You're right. Uh, it, well, I never heard of the guy, so I'm not surprised I skipped him. Oh. Uh, tight end Zach Davison of Central Missouri. Central Missouri. Central Missouri. Okay. I had uh, not heard of this guy at all. 6'6", six, six, uh, tight end, uh, apparently was a punter, is a punter. Yeah, They said, they mentioned that he could be a backup punter. So, like, usually when it's like, oh, he used to play quarterback, it's just like a little anti- anecdote. A- anecdote. Uh, this was like they actually mentioned it as if, like, oh, he could do it if he needed to. But looks super athletic. It's just hard, like, you watch, like, a highlight and he's playing against, you know, future accountants because yeah. it's central Missouri and he so looks like a monster. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a monster out there. Uh, I mean, it's a high upside, like swing of the bat. You know, it's, you're not taking like a Tyler Conklin type where you're like, he's never going to be a number one. I feel like you're ending up with like a, a bigger Dylan, uh, Brandon Dylan. Yeah. You're hoping that like, if he puts it all together, he could be really good. He but he could up. just be Bucky Hodges. Exactly. Like, you're kind of hoping, like, you know, this could be George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. Exactly. You're swinging for, like, big return. It's kind of like there's there's the the uh, Tyler Conklins, the Red Ellisons, the guys that you're like, this is a number two all day. Oh. He's going to make the team. He's going to – I think there was another one we took recently, too. I'm trying to think who it was. The guy who got uh, concussions, Morgan. Oh, uh, David Morgan. Yep, David like, Morgan. you knew he was never going to be your number one tight end, but like, you're, he's going to make the team as a number three, work his way to number two. He's going to be a blocker. Or it's the Bucky Hodges, the uh, – Michael Pruitt. Michael Pruitt, Zach Davidson. Like, you're swinging for George Kittle. Yep. And you're probably going to strike out. But at that point, no better place to try yeah. than for, like, a freak athlete yeah. who's 6'6". And where are you? I mean, you're you're pulling a guy out of Central Missouri. You hope you like your scouts just happen to find a gem. Yeah, exactly. Like, did any were any other scouts there watching <laughs> yeah. that fellow? It's just one of our guys hanging out. Like, this guy's this guy's a lot taller than all these other guys. <laughs> this is weird. Um, okay, so yeah, we we missed him back, but uh, then, yeah, then we get to Twyman. That's the draft. I mean, overall, well, I, I, overall grade, I give it an A. I mean, I don't know how you how you don't. I mean, I feel like you did a great job. I feel like we sound like homers, but I would say like day one, absolute A plus. Day two, I'm saying A plus. Day three, I don't know B. Sure. There was no one that it was like can't believe we got this guy on day three. Like, you know, I got who's this? How is it? How did this guy fall to us on day three? It's just a bunch of guys. Yeah, the, which is fine. And like. The you sent me that twenty twenty one graph grades. You've got number nine Minnesota Vikings A A B A A A minus A B minus B B plus C B plus B. You you get the point. Yeah, like we are. I mean, consensus. It was number of the nine. grades were the ninth highest grade. So, I mean, to start off day one, you trade down, get two thirds, and Arsa. Your grade's like minimal. You have to botch the rest of the draft to really have something like less than a B. And then I really feel when they were able to still get Wyatt Davis in the late third, everything else was kind of a bonus. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so weird 
how like it seemed like Rick had this vision mm-hmm. and it, like at least in the first two days and it all just kind of like fell into place. Yeah. He's like, I know I can burn two picks here on quarterback and linebacker. The guards will still be there. No. You know, there's four, there's six of them that I would take this round. Yeah. There's seven picks in between us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get I'm one. not going to wait. I'm not, it's not going to go. Yeah. Seven straight guards. They're going to be other positions taken. And then even to, I mean, I feel like it took a lot to trade down to 23 and still think you're going to end up with someone as good as uh, Vera Tucker or Darsa or even Quiddy Pay that you could have got at 14. Because that was a little further than I think we were like. We were like, okay, maybe to like 19 or 20, which is maybe why, you know, rumor has it we tried to trade back up. Because it's like, you don't want to look like the fool who traded out. I mean, if if he trades out of 14 and Darsa's off the board and we take, even if it's Tevin Jenkins, I think a lot of people are like, you gave up. You 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 went down a tier of player yeah. just for some more picks. Rick, you, you overthought yep, that, like, it. You overthought exactly. It. That, that's the Rick haters, the, the people that don't like how he trades down. Yep. And, and like that would have been like what – I mean, I would have joined him too because at that point it's like you got greedy at that yeah, point. you got like yep. too cute, you yep. know. Exactly. And unless you make up for it in day two and you really do package a bunch and go up and get Cosme or something or you find a way – but even you know, even then, that's a, still a way lesser tier player. But maybe you get two like solid players, and I'd be like, okay, at least he kind of made up for it. But when he was able to pull Darasa at twenty three, it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, I had it him worked at out well. Nine on my big board. I, I think, think I had him at eleven, like 11 yep. somewhere. We mm-hmm. got him at twenty three. So both of us had him as you know, and he was one of like the last players on our big boards. I haven't looked at it recently, but I feel like he was like. Out of those top fifteen that we had, he was the last one there. That would at twenty three. Yeah, I'd have to imagine. I, I don't. I like because like we ended up with like Parsons on our board. The receivers were on yeah, there. Yeah, I would be shocked if there was another player left. Yeah. So like going back, we got my ninth best player, his eleventh best player, Grapes and Gorax, tenth best player <laughs> at twenty three. Who I wonder who if we look at it, I'm actually gonna pull it up. Like who would you have taken if Darasa was gone? I, and like, I I think it's Tevin Jenkins. And like but, again, that's the sad was, part is he went thirty nine. Yeah, I don't because yeah, Jalen Phillips, Jameen Davis, Kadarius Tony, Quiddy Pay, Caleb Farley. I mean, you, we got lucky that Colts took Quiddy Pay and Titans took Caleb Farley. Yep. Because I mean, maybe you go hey, Greg Newsom, Peyton Turner, Gregory Rousseau, Jason Owa, Joe Tryon. Like yeah, like you're really just it's a it's a clear tier down. No, I yeah I. I think it's Tevin Jenkins, even though he goes at 39. Yeah. I think I want Jenkins at And I think that's what we were all saying when the players were getting taken. Like We were like, Pay, Phillips, Darsa, or Jenkins. Like He was kind of like yeah. the little like, well, if we get sniped, we'll take Jenkins. Yeah. And, and like, well, we're not going to be excited, but we're going to be happy about it. And honestly, I still might prefer Jenkins and two-thirds over Elijah Vera Tucker or Darsa. At 14. It's close enough that it's not horrible. Yeah. But give me Tarasan two-thirds yeah, the fact, every day so, of the week. So, like, Tevin Jenkins, Kellen Mond, and Wyatt Davis. Versus Jess Darasa. I think I still like the think, three guys better. Yeah, I think I like the yep. three guys better, yeah. But you know what I like best is getting Darasa and those two guys. Yes. So, you know, like you said, he had a great feel for the draft again, it seems like. To take Chaz Surratt and know those guards are going to fall to you. To take Mond and Surratt. Yeah. And, and you still get Wyatt Davis. So, I mean, 
I thought the Lions had a really good draft. The Bears had the first two picks really good. Packers oh. were kind of like whatever, but yeah, I like uh, I like news or uh, I like uh, the cornerback they Stokes. I like uh, Stokes. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. Stokes. I don't know if I like him in that spot. It's I mean, typical. I still like would have taken a wide receiver. The problem is like it's a typical end of the first corner. Like could easily be Mike Hughes, Chris Cook. You know, like those, like even like I think Kevin King was around that area. Like yeah, those yeah. kind of guys, like sometimes are just like, I don't know, they're like second round players. You know, because they're just when you get to that end of the first, like even they took Peyton Turner, yeah. Joe Tryon, like those guys just felt like second round players because at some point it dries up. Yep, I dried up at twenty three. I, I understand the Tryon pick just because it was like well, you can never you you can never have too many pass rushers. Yeah, so like. And they have everything else. So yeah, like it's they, a, they're bringing back 22 starters. Mm-hmm. And then so. they end up getting Trask in the third, so it kind of worked yeah. out for them. But yeah, Viking-wise, I feel like we a crush it, although we didn't get any future picks, which I feel like has been quite a while since we didn't do that. Either. Yeah. So I think we actually have our normal seven for next year, and we have no comp picks coming. Do you know why? Rick didn't want to potentially help out the new guy because everyone thinks <laughs> he's on the hot seat. He's like, I'm not trained, no. <laughs> but it is interesting to hear that we were thinking of quarterback because that makes me think that Ownership was like, if you think there's a quarterback good enough to take, I got your back to at least keep you around to yeah. see that quarterback. As long as, you, like, as long as all your other moves don't make you flat, fall flat yeah. on your face. I mean, overall, like if you go through like you know the Grapes and Gordak checklist, like we, this team is very complete. I took a, you know, we got a few one-year deals on defense to fill holes. Rookies on the offensive line, but I mean, you're looking at what's the worst starter. Is it still the defensive ends? The worst are on both sides of the ball. Obviously, your slot I think, receivers. I think, I think, I think your guards are probably still your worst mm-hmm. just because it's Ezra and a rookie. And I feel good about both of them. Yep. Um, and then I think the defensive and, end. And ends like... You have four of them. Yeah, like I, I feel pretty good. I feel better about my defensive ends than I do my guards. But like that's... I think I'm the other way. I think I like the guards better. Like, I trust Ezra's good. He played good last year. And I, I, ju- I just feel like if you get Hunter, Pierce, Tomlinson for 14 to 16 yeah. games, who the hell cares? Uh-huh. And, again, you went you went out and instead of, you know, okay, you didn't get, I don't know, what, you know, Melvin Ingram or Quiddy Pay, but you instead you have four different guys that can rotate in or one can hit and be a really good player. And I feel like they all might bring something different. Mm-hmm. So... Just and they'll be fresh. And then, you know, linebackers are the linebackers. Safety. I mean, like, maybe Xavier Woods as a generic safety. But, like, we've always said that safety spot is whatever. So, with Goff in our division, with Andy Dalton slash Fields as a rookie, with maybe not Rogers Aaron Rodgers. or like, Love. Like, if it's if it's Packers, Sons, Rodgers, I think we're the clear-cut best team in the division. Yeah, I mean, we're – absolutely. If Rodgers isn't there, like, there's no reason. Honestly, even with Rodgers – we might not be the favorite in the division, but we're a playoff team. I mean, yep. if you don't make the playoffs, there should be some issues here. It better be a lot of injuries or people should get fired because yep. this is a very good roster. Like uh, top to bottom, even depth-wise. Like yeah. I feel like our weakest depth positions are... I'll say receiver. I was going to say corner and receiver. Yeah. Dep- the Gladney situation, if he's back, that's what that's, it, then it's I'm the okay Gladney with the corner. Hughes. Yeah. Because like, I know what I'm getting out of Boyd in hand. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried about them because I know their depth. Play. Yep. But like, I'm worried that... Gladney is not going to play and Hughes is hurt, and I have to ask them to do more. Yeah. 
I mean, you got Mac too. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <sighs> Keep forgetting about Mac. Yeah, you got Mac. So you you have top three without even getting to Gladney or Hughes. So if those guys are back, you're five deep at corner. Damn. You're loaded. I mean, you're not even getting to Harrison Hand. You might even make the team at that point. The receiver, I still think, is pretty weak. Yeah. I mean, BC's your third. Jad Beebe. BC, Amir, BB, Smith, Marcel. Maybe it's Ricky Prohl's kid. If we yeah. want to talk some UDFAs, we signed. I don't What is his first name? Blake. Blake Prohl. The, my favorite UDFA is the kicker. Uh, uh, from Memphis. Patterson? Yeah, Riley Patterson. Riley Patterson. He was, I think, but I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought most people thought he was the second best kicker. The one got picked. Yeah, uh, the, from Florida. Yeah, the, uh, McPherson. McPherson got picked. We take this guy. So it'll be him versus Greg Joseph. I know we brought in some punting, some long snapping. I mean, if we, the defense was trash last year, and we've replaced almost all of it, or they're coming back from injury. The offense was good last year, and we fixed the main issue, which was the left side of the line. Well, two line spots we had to fix. And the special teams was trash. And we've thrown... Seems like the kitchen sink at that. Although, you know, we didn't get a kicker, but we're bringing in a bunch of competition. This team was 7-9 last year. Why Why? Why can't we? Yeah, do I, don't, I don't see how we take a step back, but I feel like we at least added three wins. At the very mm-hmm. least. So that makes you, that put you at 10-7. and seven. You get the extra game. I feel like you added four wins. I mean, 10-7, and seven, you're in the playoffs. I would think so. I would yeah. be almost shocked if you're not. Uh, with seven playoff teams, I mean, there's no, there's yeah. almost no way you're missing it. So, I mean, we'll see how the schedule looks. You know, if we have a tough schedule, I don't know. But it's if if you stay I think healthy, we do have one of the uh, tougher strength of schedules this do we? year. Hmm. I mean, either way, like again, the team is. You went into the offseason going, okay, we got to fix the offensive line. I feel like the assets were put there to fix it. You had to fix the D line. Hunter's back. Pierce is back. Delvin Tomlinson signed. Added. To Three guys to defensive, the other defensive end, to go with. We added four guys. No, wait. Wanham was there. So we added yeah. three guys to that spot. We added two linebackers in Vigil and Surratt. We added two corners in Patrick Peterson and Mac. And Mac. And then we swapped safeties. Yeah. I I just don't like I no excuses really. Like if we go if we go six and eleven, it's it's fire Zimmer time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I again I will I will not always say don't fire Spielman because I think he's a fucking beast at his job because you just got to tell him what kind of players you want and yeah he'll find them i mean I, I but and honestly i i'd be kind of shocked if we weren't one of the better teams but maybe i'm just crazy maybe i'm just drinking the kool-aid i mean we might be but i just don't see how i i don't know i think i think we're a playoff team i think we're better this year than we were going into the season last year i feel like absolutely well we we you know talking about our checklist last year we wanted two new offense alignment and we only got one, and it was Ezra Cleveland in the second round, who was a tackle. Didn't start for the first well, three Well, that's games. the thing. He was he was brought in as a, you know, he's a tackle that had to move to guard and probably had some learning curves. So, like, we didn't really address the offensive line at all. Yeah. It was Riley Reef, Dakota Dozier, who the, going into that, he was the backup the year before. So, it got worse. And then Bradbury Elfline, Elfline who then immediately got injured. And then it was Samia. And we wanted, everyone wanted Elfline gone. Yeah. And he was back again with Dozier. So, like, it wasn't great. And then, obviously, Hunter got hurt right off the bat. Pierce opts out. Barr gets hurt game one. I mean, at that point, you just... It was bad. Team was toast. So, yep. I don't know. I think uh, I think this draft filled the two main holes, which was guard and tackle. Yeah. And then added two edges and, uh, and then a whole bunch of extras. 
Yeah, just a bunch of sprinkles on top. Yep. Like, again, we got two linemen and the edge guy, and like you're you're set. Yep. But then you got everything else as a sweetener, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody should be complaining, honestly. I don't know what they would be unless it was trade up for Fields or take Mac Jones. I, I think it's, yeah. Or Vera Tucker or, because uh, I one of those three. It's one of those three. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I had to pick a guy in our draft that could surprise me, I think Chaz Surratt, like if they find a good way to use him, he could be a fun one that could actually impact this year. And maybe he beats out Nick Vigil or Vigil for that third linebacker job and actually is an impact player. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Otherwise, I feel like Bynum's probably just back up. Davidson's a practice I, squad guy. I'm really intrigued by Twynum. Twynum, probably Tw- not. Twyman. Twyman, probably not this year. More because, like, I just I want, six round guy. They're gonna, they're gonna reshape his body exactly. This year. So, like, if we're talking, in, yeah, like, obviously, Kellen Mond's. You know what's nice about Mond too, though? If Kirk, Kirk never gets hurt, but if Kirk did finally get hurt, and you trotted out Sean Mannion or Nate Stanley or Jake Browning, and you actually had to win some games, like, they can't. They're not even on the Keenum level of like at least incumbent and, and have a spark. At least Mond, I feel like your backup. It's always nice to have a guy that can move around. Yeah. He can move around. He can provide a spark. He's clearly more talented than those guys. So we at least have a shred of hope if Kirk blows out his knee week one. And I feel like Mond like can come in. We didn't resign Manning yet, have nope. we? I it's feel over. like yeah. he's the best. Mond. I mean, he, they say Rick was saying he's going to battle for the job with our other young guys. He's the backup. Yeah, Mond's, Mond's number two, and I think we're only going to carry two quarterbacks again mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, I don't know why you would carry those other two guys. They're clearly trash. Or no, they can go not to one squad. or the other. Like, you really, like, the only thing the is, is team. which one's smarter and who do you want to teach, have, like, the Who nuances. do you want to have run the scout team and, yeah. <laughs> and pretend to be the other quarterbacks? Uh, I think the last thing you sent over our cap space coming up after Rudolph's money comes back, it's like over $10 million. Yeah, it's uh, over 14 I think it's close. It's like 12 or 14 well, I think it's million. 12 I think it was 12 something <sighs> It, you know, it's interesting. I, before the draft, it was like, we got to grab this guy or this guy or this guy. Now it's like, I don't, okay, I don't really know where we fit a guy. We've been talking maybe like D.D. Westbrook as more of a veteran third receiver. I know we've been down that road before with uh, Kendall Wright. Is that his name? Yeah. And then Tajay Sharp. Sharp but, yeah. but those are former Titans. Yeah, this is different. <laughs> this is a former Jaguar. And then uh, even uh, Geno Atkins as maybe a th- uh, three-tech that could come in on pass rush downs. One of the main reasons why we bring up those two is uh, new receivers coach Keenan McCardell, yep. Jaguars, D.D. Westbrook, Jaguars, mm-hmm. Geno Atkins, as we mentioned time and time again, played under Zimmer. But those are, I don't know, they, they fit the pre- prerequisite of being a Viking. Yeah, and like... I just wonder what they plan on doing with that money. Maybe they do nothing with it. Where it rolls over next year. Yeah, very possible. Although I don't know, if you weren't planning on using it, I don't know why you do the, the Rudolph thing when you could just take the whole hit this year. True. Uh, I don't know how that rollover works then. Cause no, because it was, what, it's six, eight, eight Well, we June one it, which makes it split 50% on that side and and some this year. Yeah, I don't know, but, but so by that time, if we didn't June one it, we would have taken out, we'd be on, over the cap right now. As it stands, so maybe that's the reason they that would just be have the enough. reason. But it is a, it is a good chunk of money if you did want to sign a guy. Now I again, I don't know. Before it would have been like, well, let's sign Mitchell Schwartz, but we don't. There's no there's no need for him no. anymore. I would say, like we said, depth at receiver, and then maybe just another D, what, interior the, D line. The Peterson move was our Peterson and Mac were the last two moves. Woods would have Woods. been after all them. Woods don't think Mac. you're able to get Mac and Woods if you don't. Post That's possible. 
June cut because you'd still have to have room for yeah. rookies. It's just twelve million. It's like it's twelve. I mean, again, like you said, it does roll over, so you could just leave it next year. Our cap is we should have a decent amount because like Barr's contract is now no longer there. Riley Reef, since we let him go, his contract's gone. I mean, there's a decent amount of money there, but. Bring yeah, back besides Ev week six when you have no pass rusher. Yeah, bring back after uh, Hunter doesn't show up. But I, I don't know. I don't see a like a a key guy out there that I would target heavily. But no, and like I'm his... at that point where if if they want to bring a guy in, great. Mm-hmm. Like I can't wait to see who it is. But if we just go into training camp now with roster as is, I also don't have a problem with that oh, either. Yeah. I mean, we just went through it. I see no reason why that team is not a playoff team. So, all right. I mean, I think that. About wraps up the draft show. Uh, next week, maybe we go through the offseason checklist and kind of give a whole offseason overview of all the moves that we made. That, yeah. There's a fucking lot of them. I mean, yeah. this year was busy. Last year was like Michael Pierce and then the draft. This year, with all the one-year deals we did. Yeah, we were, we were super active, which limited cap space, so it was really nice to see. Yeah, a lot of... It does feel a bit like... Rick and Zim were like, we need to compete this year and we need to be good this year. So we're willing, instead of last year where we let it go a bunch of veterans, rolled it with a bunch of young guys, it was like, we're willing to do one year deal with Mac, one year deal with Woods, one year deal with Patterson, Peterson, just to plug all the holes. Yeah. I Like they won't, they might not even all, we might have to fill those holes next year. But do it again with one year deals. I don't care. Why not? Yeah. I was just kind of thinking about like what might have gone through the mindset of them and like thinking back. So we, we, Beat the Bears in Soldier Field, yeah. right? And then they out like I don't know. They they beat the shit out of us basically. Like what they scored thirty four points. Yeah, I mean the offense scored I think high twenties. Yeah, mean, but I'm just like the defense okay, collapsed. So, so yeah, so you slow down the Bears. There's another win for you. The Packers week one put up forty points. Yeah, I mean it was a lot of slow them down. You know, there's another mm-hmm. one. Like you fixed the defense and you somehow made it. Yeah, somehow did it with a limited space, and I don't know. I'm just kudos. It is, yeah, it is funny. We went in like, oh, we're gonna have like no money, and somehow added quite a few players. I mean, Delvin Tomlinson was a uh, not a top tier free agent, but like second tier. Patrick Peterson, ten million bucks. You know, like I don't know where they found the money or how they did it. I mean, it might be some void years. I know Delvin Tomlinson might have one of them has void years. I think it's Tomlinson has void years. But even you know, you sit, you just get Xavier Woods to take Harris's spot. You had a random like Nick Vigil to plug a hole. You trade for Mason Cole. Mac Alexander comes for free. Slick Rick did it again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But uh, all right. Well, we'll uh, catch you next week. Yep. See you guys.